Hey everyone, welcome to my new podcast, Conversations with Chris. If you haven't guessed by now from the title, my name is Chris. This is my first podcast, something I've been wanting to do for a while now. So thus far in my journey with yoga, I have been most well known for my physical practice. I have taught yoga locally, nationally, and internationally. And outside of my physical practice and the handstands and versions that I do, the one thing that I get the best and most positive feedback from every student on is the words of wisdom that I share while I'm teaching. And so I th- thought this podcast would open up the opportunity for me to share words of wisdom and have conversations with some of my closest friends and some of the most interesting people that I know across the world. My life thus far has been anything but ordinary, and I've learned so much about life through my unordinary experiences. This just seemed like the next logical step to continue doing what I love, inspiring and building others up. I'm going to throw it over to my producer and student protege, Tara, to talk about what we can expect in today's episode and our upcoming episodes. Thanks, Chris. I'm just excited as you are that we're finally doing it. It's definitely been a long time coming and something that we have been talking about for quite a while. But everybody that's tuning in, thank you for tuning in. And I guess I'll just fill you all in on what we're doing here. Plus a little bit about me so you know why I'm here and I'm not just some random on this podcast. So Chris has been my teacher, my yoga guru for several years. That's how we met. Um, And what's great and why our relationship started off is because he believed in me right from the beginning, unconditionally. I felt that connection from him from the beginning. And I really wanted to bring his wisdom, bring his stories, his experiences out into the world. And this podcast just seemed like the way to do it little insider info. When I first met him, I was a basket case of anxiety and uh, he's smiling and laughing at me right now. (laughs) And now I'm a hell of a lot better. And that all came through just listening and learning from all the things that Chris has taught me over the years. Long story short, here we are. I'm doing much better and I only shake once in a while, right? That's about it. <laughs> Minimal shaking. Minimal shaking. No more chihuahuaing. All right. We both have the same goal, and that's to help others learn. He's taught me so much, uh, like I said, and just like you would with any other person or teacher that you admire, I want you all to benefit too. Over the course of this first season, I'm going to chat with Chris and delve into life experiences, philosophies, stories, and all that jazz that goes along with it. And we're also going to have guests join us. Um, And these are going to be people that Chris admires, all his friends, and all the people that he's learned from throughout his life. So everything is going to come full circle and it's going to be really, really cool journey along the way. But I would like to say right from the get-go, thank you all for your patience. This is our first podcast and we're doing it all ourselves. Bear with us as we learn on this journey, just like you guys are learning on this journey. We're all in this together. And like I said, I'm really excited. So let's dive in. You ready, Chris? Absolutely. So Tara gives me a lot of credit. All I did was open her eyes to the things that she already knew and uh, allowed her the chance to really explore herself, find peace with herself, and overcome the fear and anxiety that was keeping her from being the best version of herself. And now I see her every day growing more and more and becoming more and more successful. And I'm really grateful for the opportunity that she came to me and asked me to uh, record my conversations 
with the people that I come in contact with. So I'm really excited about this. Yes, let's do it. Okay, first off, we both know that this is a very deep answer, which we can get into in some later episodes. Uh, just briefly, what was it about yoga? Because that's kind of a big part of your persona. What is it about yoga? What is it about the yoga lifestyle that just made you think that this is for me? This is what I want to do with my life. This is how I want to live. What What is the benefit? The benefit and the power of why yoga has become such a lifestyle for me is because it fit into play with exactly what I had learned from a young age. And what I had learned from a young age is that I'm the only one here that's going to save me. Then when I combine that with all the experiences I went through and learned all the things that I learned and then figured out that if I'm the only one here that can save me, that I'm the only one here that can make me successful, then it's up to me and no one else, which means I have full ability to do anything in the world, but all I have to do is get up and go do it. And once I realized that and found yoga and started adopting the real lifestyle of treating people right, being honest, being upfront, being patient, and dedicating my life to that practice, um, combining that with the idea that I can have and do anything I want because that's the nature of life, gave me so much more joy, so much more peace, so much more confidence. Okay, so top three to five lessons in life. We kind of just went over that, but go into a little more detail. So lesson one was something about only you, and you notice this in your childhood, only you can make yourself successful. How and why? As much as everything on this earth is intertwined and connected, there is only really you that you can hold accountable for you. Um, Truth. So we only truly have power enough over ourselves, and we only have power over certain parts of ourselves anymore, but we don't have any power over anything else. We're connected to everything else and it's our job to appreciate everything else and accept everything else. But it's not meant for us to be able to manipulate, adjust or modify the rest of the world around us. We are plugged into it. Yes, but we only really have control over ourselves. So if that's the truth, then the only reason that I won't succeed in life is because I choose not to or I choose to let something stop me from being able to, which thus far in my life and in your life, you've made it through 100% of the things that you have had to make it through to be here today. Truth be told. So you are 100% accurate, 100% successful. Why wouldn't you make it through the rest of this stuff? Right, you really do. You have to take a, take a step back and kind of put it in perspective for yourself. But I think a lot of today's society is so overwhelmed. And because we do have, like you said, we're, we're tied in together and we have all these things and with technology and whatnot, it makes us feel like we have a lot more control over things outside ourselves than we actually do. And what you said, you know, we, we have control only over ourselves and only over so much of ourselves. And that's such a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow these days. Well, it's something that we have to get used to because it's certainly not going anywhere and it's definitely become you know, uh, even less and less control over what we have. But, you know, the very first thing that we do have control over and that we fully are in control over still to this day is what we put in our mouths. And that right there can change an entire life if you just understand that 
the way that you feed your body is the way that your body's going to respond. And it says so much about your character. If you eat healthy and take care of yourself, people have so much more of a respect and an appreciation and an admiration for those people because it's not something that can be bought. It's not something that you can win. It's not something that you can just make happen. People who are fit and healthy have put in the work. They've done the work. They've been motivated. They've been disciplined. They've pushed themselves. They've sacrificed and they've done what they needed to do to keep themselves healthy. And that's why it's revered. That's why it's looked at as such a, a big accomplishment to stay fit later in life. But I don't think that that's the right way to see it. I think people need to adjust their perspective to a standpoint of this is the only way to live is being healthy. So there's not even an option to not be because you took that off the table. Yeah. And just simply saying that there's only one way to survive. This other way will kill me. And so therefore I will not do it. That's where you've got to make that decision. Because if you're always fighting the urge to go back over to that other side, or you're always dipping back into the unhealthy stuff, eventually it's going to get you. Oh, yeah. Eventually you're going to become addicted to it, or eventually you're not going to be able to get away from it. And it becomes your obsession. Now the same thing said to be true about athletes, figure models, fitness pros, those kind of people. We know a ton of those kind of people. And mm -hmm. that's something that, uh, can be done the opposite direction also, right? Where people overdo it oh, on the fitness side. Way too far. And they go way too much, too obsessed. And then they're not healthy there either. So, I mean, I think you have to be in the middle. You've got to find a balance. I don't think everyone should be an athlete. No, but I think, think it's all relative, but it's, there's healthy is still a wide gap, but healthy is healthy. You know what it is and you know what it isn't. You don't feel exactly. good, but a lot of people in society don't know what good actually feels like, which is really sad to think because of all the preservatives, all the crap, all the, you know, we, we have virtual realities now rather than just going outside. And I know it's an age old, you know, get those youths outside thing, but <laughs> it's true. It's something that I want to really help people with too, is, is the routines that I establish in my life. I never vary from, and they always still involve the same stuff. And you know, you've seen oh, yeah. me, I go to the tanning bed if I haven't been out in the sun for a number of days, because to me, that's non-negotiable. No, you and you're not overdoing D, it. And you need sunlight. So false sunlight, real sun, whatever, it's a UV light, okay? Oh, yeah. UV light comes from the sun or from a tanning bed. You have happy lamps. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's it's the same thing. You, right. <laughs> same thing with my uh, time in the morning for my meditation. Oh, yeah. That's non-negotiable. I can't live a life without being able to wake up and have an hour to two hours in the morning. That's my meditation. I need my time. And, yep. that's, and that's, my night routine. I have my morning routine and my night routine. I got to do them and I feel off when I don't do them. Mm -hmm. But you notice yours evolves over time though, right? hundred percent. But the, yeah. uh, the evolution is the evolution goes along always with, healthier and yes. always more easier because it's no longer a struggle after a while. That's why I say once you yeah. take off one side of the in golf, they tell you to learn to only miss on one side. You only miss on one side of the course, then you always hit it left. Then you're always going to go left. Now, either you're going to go straight or it's going to go left, but it'll never go right. So now you've eliminated half of the golf course, which is a great f fucking plan. Mm -hmm. You really got to do this, but it's hard to do because most people just hit it everywhere. So I learned a long time ago that I can hit it left, right to left. So straight or to the left all day, every day, never once hit it to the right. So now I've eliminated the right side of the golf course. <laughs> I can't hit it right to save my life. It's the hardest thing in the world. Won't ever happen. You'll never see a ball go right ever. 
but if I miss, it goes hard left. <laughs> and so it's funny because it doesn't matter though, because I can usually get out or I'm not in any more trouble than I would have been on the other. So now I've kind of mastered the keeping it straight mm -hmm. and I play really well. Um, so I, I've taken that to life also, if you can get rid of. Exactly. Well, it goes in with knowing yourself and being honest with yourself, accepting yourself or you, who you are and, you know, asking yourself those hard questions. And if you know those things, like I always go left or straight. I mean, and you're not going to waver as much. You're not going to be all over the place. You're probably going to have more steady friendships, relationships, whatever the case is, a steady relationship with yourself, your work, whatever. It kind of goes with that philosophy of life as well. Yep. So, I mean, that's uh, pick a direction and eliminate the other side. I would write that down as a, uh, do as a documentable item that you need to accomplish in life. One of the three to five things, big steps, since we're designing and developing our massive and it doesn't have to be perfect structure. right off the bat either. No, it's, it's just pick something evolve. and don't overwhelm yourself. Like you don't need to do all the things all at once. Pick something, get comfy with it. Determine if you like it or not. Does it make you feel good? If it doesn't, maybe rotate a little. <laughs> if it does, stick with it. I think that's also the key to living a healthy life and being taking care of yourself and being fit and strong is that for me, I've never had the anxiety that comes to most people as they've gotten older, because they knew that their body was slowing down and that they weren't going to be able to do things the way they were hoping that they are young in their younger years. Yep. So overcoming my disabilities, working on being strong as I can possibly be, as balanced as I can possibly be, mm -hmm. and in control of my body and my functions as much as possible became ultra important to me, obviously. But yeah. once it does, it also elongates your timeline of being able to do the things you want to do in the world because you don't worry about, oh no, I'm going to be too old to do that. And so like most people stop doing things that I'm still doing now, even in spite of my disabilities or my holdbacks. And those things that I'm doing are just because frankly, I'm not going to stop living life. I'm not going to just give up no. because I no. have some things I've got to overcome every day. That's okay. Everybody does. Mine are unique and special to me. But I've also learned how to manage those. I've learned how to, to get the best out of my life that I can. Other option is lay around and wait to die. Exactly. I'd much rather put in an hour's of worth of effort and be able to have a better life, a better day, a more comfortable posture, better sex, whatever the case is, than have to just be miserable all day and feel terrible in my skin and in my body. That's not a way to live for me. And I know a lot of people want that, but they're just not sure how or they're too afraid. They're afraid to do that which is wild, but I get it, but it's still wild. Well, fear is definitely the number one blockage stopping point for everybody and everything that they want to do in life. And you hear me say it all the time. Everything you want in life is on the other side of fear. And so I can't stress this enough. This would be another one of those big steps yeah. towards is learning to go towards your fear. Mm -hmm. Do the things that you're afraid to do. Because if you'll do those things, turns out after you do them, you're no longer afraid of them, which every single time you do that, it's like chiseling a block away and opening up the scenery from where you're sitting. Yeah. So you just get to get a better view, a better view, a better view, a bigger view of life, a bigger view of life, because all that fear is blocking you into a small space mm -hmm. that's not real. None of it's real. Fear is just a little bit of chemicals mixed the wrong way. 
and it's no longer happiness. And that's what's running your entire existence and keeping you from doing things. Yeah, lean into your fear. There was a reel that I was watching the other day, and it was something along the lines of like, the majority of people are afraid of failure, but it's not that they're afraid of failure. They're actually afraid of finding out the truth about themselves. So if they do fail, oh my God, like it's really okay, but we're all afraid of that on some level. At least most of us are, maybe not you, sir, but... But, well, uh, but it, it really is like we are afraid of finding our truth. And again, that rolls back to acceptance for ourselves and who we are. We don't have to be the neighbor next door who we admire. Got to be ourselves and be comfortable in that. And there's a lot of stuff that we can do if we just got out of our own way and stop staring at everybody else. Well, that's also, yeah, I mean, 100%. You know that for me, I don't spend any time thinking or focusing on anyone else unless it's in a way of trying to cheer them up, be there for them, or help them in some way. So, you know, I, I don't, I have a lot more free time in life because I don't spend time worrying about what people say uh-uh. or what people think or what yeah. people and most have of that to say isn't... about me. And probably because at this point in my life, there's not anything that I won't say myself about myself. So have it added. I mean, if you want to spend time talking about me, that's great. I just think it's a waste of time for you, but knock yourself if, out right like, i mean if it makes you happy it's but and it's, it's a reflection of their insecurities that they're just you well, know and who has lots of time on their hands people that are sitting around with no confidence yep. because if they were spending the time they needed to be developing themselves into confident people they'd be out there doing things they wouldn't be have the time <laughs> to sit around and judge others exactly but that's the whole nature of the beast and somewhere along the lines when that opportunity comes and you get to choose right there every day you get to choose again. So you get to start over. So it's not like you made yeah. a choice a long time ago and you're doomed. Now it's every day you get to choose whether or not you're going to make that right decision. You're oh, going to yeah. do the right thing. You're yeah. going to show up the right way. Yep. And you can choose to wake up and be happy or you can choose to nitpick at every little thing that you see that's wrong as soon as you open your eyes. <laughs> like, exactly. That's just, that's a lot of energy to just kind of waste. If you ask me, I'd rather just be like, okay, it is what it is. Let's charge forward. And that's really what you got to get to is that place in life where you understand that there's no value to other people's opinions. Mm-mm. Unfortunately, um, we all got a lot of them though. There's a lot of opinions <laughs> out there, but you never take opinions from someone you wouldn't take advice from. 100%. Which if you won't take advice from someone, then you probably don't care what their opinion is or you shouldn't. So that makes it real easy for me to differentiate between the people that I would care and the people that I wouldn't care. The people that would care is, is a real small list of people uh, that I have that I have respect for, right. that I think highly of, and that you know I would I would listen. But I think again, it's been progressive, like you said too. Along to five, six, ten years ago when I started this journey, I was nowhere near where I am today. And when I first started, it worked. It was like, all right, here I am, the most negative person in the world. I can find an excuse to to always get out of doing something or always find a way around something. I was just full of excuses. And I was the most successful excuse user you've ever <laughs> met in your entire life, ever, by far, 100%. I was so good at it that I even believed a lot of my excuses. <laughs> uh, but it really got me to nowhere. And that's kind of what I realized, like the path of least resistance leads nowhere. And that's because you don't have anything to sharpen you. You don't have anything to grind alongside you to, to carve you up, to make you into that powerful weapon that you're going to become when there's nothing on the path. And so you've got to go through things. The only way you can go through them is to experience them. And the only way to experience them is to not make excuses as to why you're not experiencing them. 
So go ahead and let yourself feel the things. Go ahead and let yourself feel the pain. Go ahead and let yourself feel the compassion. Go ahead and let yourself feel the love. Go ahead and let yourself feel the hurt and the yeah. fear. Acknowledge that. It's wonderful that we have emotion. Oh, yeah. And the ability to connect to it is beautiful. Let that happen. Mm -hmm. But don't hold on to it forever. That was simply an emotion that you went through. It is not who you are. Exactly. So let those go. Let and the next go. day, again, cleanse your palate, free yourself from all mm -hmm. of that stuff. And those emotions are helping you to evolve. That makes you a better person. It turns you more into the person that you want to be. You well, and there's, there's, there's this, something that I say often to someone that I care about. And I say your emotions are bullshit. <sighs> and what I mean by that is that they are bullshit. Because until you have control of your emotions... They are fucking you up. They're like fireworks. It doesn't fucking work. Yeah. Okay. You don't have any kind of control over them. So they're just bullshit. It's wasting your energy in life because you're all over the place because of your emotions. So until you learn how to control your emotions and true control of your emotions means unaffected by anything ever. Mm -hmm. Really, really fucking difficult. Okay. Oh yeah. Really well, difficult. We're emotional. We're emotional creatures. Emotion goes first. Logic is second. Like it just is what it is, but you have to be able to recognize the emotion that comes through and just be like, okay, this is here. Let's, let's just move on. Process Don't let it, it become a thing. Don't let it affect you and with other people. No, let it become something that you, you take it in, you handle it, you deal with it. And then you move, you set it down yeah. and you move on. Exactly. Set it down admire it. Say, thank you for teaching me. Let's move forward. A friend of mine told me one time that anything that hurts you in life, just set it down and walk away. His name is Michael Fuller and he was a mentor for me. Still a mentor. Amazing fellow. Great guy. Love him. Can't wait to talk to him on here. Oh yeah. Because he's just... Yeah, can't wait to have all oh. the cool people on here. Oh, my God. You're gonna, <laughs> yeah, I love the interviews of the people I do and the things that are going to be so amazing. Got a good lineup going. But anyway, that was his, <laughs> one of his words of wisdom. Many, many words of wisdom that he gave me back in my 20s. Michael Fuller is um, definitely going to be a guest. Yeah. And he was the first person to ever tell me that. I really like that, though. But it also leaves it open for, like, doesn't, you know, put it down if it hurts you. But, you know, maybe as you experience more life, you can go back and it won't hurt you anymore. Okay. Or you can just reflect on it and be like, no, that's still a thing for me. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. Either way. hundred percent. I mean, it's practice again. Life is all about practice. Uh, every mm -hmm. day you wake up, you have to continue to practice oh, yeah. being better than you were yesterday and not reverting to your old emotional self. So, yeah. exactly. you know, like I said, putting it down and walking away. And, and when I'm saying that about, you know, your emotions are bullshit, it's frustrating to hear that when someone says it to you. Yeah, it's understand. not meant to be invalidating. It's just, yeah, it's not. It's just meant to be, say, instead of like, you know, you've got a disco ball of emotions everywhere, like everything's flying over, but you need to kind of laser focus that stuff in there. Well, it's, and, uh, how do you really have, how can you really even begin to give validity to any of the emotions you're feeling if you don't even recognize the emotions as they're happening. Exactly. So until you learn how to take all these emotions that you feel and experience them one at a time, and now you can go through those. And when emotions start to come on throughout the day, you can feel a bunch of them. Better. Okay. Anxiety. Okay. I move up. Now it's too many. I can't handle them all. So what do you got to do? Step away oh, yeah. from life, set it all down and then compartmentalize each and every one of those emotions, put it back into their places breathe and reset the whole system mm -hmm. and then we go back to life where we were at when we started exactly but as those emotions come on you you have to learn how to feel them 
receive them, experience them, and then leave them. Yes. They don't stay with you no. and they don't dictate logic and reasoning, which is what does dictate life. Logic and reasoning what will keep you alive in the swamps yep. and get you somewhere safely when you're going to get eaten and you're not at the top of the food chain. So that's the stuff that you listen to. Your emotions will fuck you up in a swamp. No. You'll get eaten real quick. Yeah. <laughs> you just start I mean, crying. Follow your joy, but also, you know, be aware of alligators. <laughs> yeah, but certainly, you know, use emotion to to dictate your logic because, you know, there is something you learn from the emotions that we have in life. And mm -hmm. I think that's emotionally what gives us connections to emotions, why we feel and we can remember a picture from yeah. a moment and a feeling we had, you know, that kind of emotion is beautiful that we froze a moment in time forever in our minds, which you know what that's called? No. CPO. Really? Oh, I knew that. My photography company. And yeah. Sepiology is the preservation of beauty through capturing a moment. Yeah. And it's a, a Latin word and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, yeah. So it's just really cool that you can do that. You can take that kind of energy and you can just attach it to a certain timeline or an event or things. But imagine if you could do that all day, every day. Oh, yes. Imagine if your whole life you were doing that. Memories. So right now I'm doing that all day throughout the day. Oh yeah. And my life is perfect because I'm literally seeing it the way that I want it. I'm living it the way that I want it. And I'm going to allow things to happen the way that they are going to without any pushback, struggle, yeah. not going to fight it. I'm not going to force things. I'm just going to let things go. You're manifesting and creating your own reality based on what you want. And you don't want anything malicious. So obviously, but I mean, if you, if you were that person and you were a malicious person, well, that shit's going to keep happening to you. It is what it is. You have you, whatever vibration you put out there is what you're going to receive. And I mean, the more you say, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Well, it's going to come find you, unfortunately, until you find that neutral zone where you're like, I accept it. It's fine. I don't want it, but I'm going to look this way. I acknowledge it's there, but we're going to keep going the other direction. But getting to that point is really, really difficult. And I don't think there's anything wrong with just taking the baby steps even to get there because you can't get from, you can't get from completely negative to completely happy, carefree acceptance in one shot. No. Like it's, it's these tiny little steps that you have to take and they feel slow and they feel weird and you backtrack a lot. But I think that that's a big thing that a lot of people are missing out in this world. I mean, I know for me, I didn't know what my emotions were until I was like 30 and you know, I wasn't allowed to have emotions as a kid. You know that. And, uh, and, and all the time I was just angry and overwhelmed and I wasn't a bad person or a bad kid, but I just felt angry and sad all the time. And I never knew why, because I had all these emotions and nobody ever taught me how to process them. So, you know, yoga was a huge thing for me that helped with that meditation, figuring that out, getting therapy, all those things. But it's, it's hard to, in the beginning, obviously, especially as an adult, it's hard to be okay with having emotions and knowing that it's okay to have emotions. Well, and then the other trick that you come into in life is if you're feeling a certain emotion and someone else is feeling a different emotion. How do you how do you allow those two emotions to interact? Yes. Without one person dominating the other person or one person conceding to the other person. Yeah. And that's where you have the the like, real value or the real, I would say, level up in life is when you learn how to manage situations always where you're the one that's the calmest in the room. Oh yeah. And Acknowledgement of what's that, happening. Now you're on another level. And so like, you know, you're practicing. Uh, you know, through the process that I've gone through in my life, 
I've watched you get involved and learn so much mm-hmm. uh, from the way that I live and the way that I do things. And so I would say you're at that part of life where you're starting to live harmoniously with people and with situations and with things. But the next step for you, the evolution for you now will be developing those unbelievable relationships with everyone around you mm-hmm. where you'll start to grow those tentacles and really connect with people. Yeah. Because it's a different experience when you're trying to always be the calmest one in the situation. No, I definitely agree. That's where you become the teacher, right? Yeah. The guru, the master, the, it's what you wanted to talk about with all this stuff. Is, mm-hmm. you know, like interviewing the, the, the teacher. And that's really where it comes down to is that I have to allow myself the space to be unaffected or, you know, the word I like to use unfuckwittable. Yep. I like to be unfuckwittable, <laughs> which is hard because all day, every day I want so bad to react. I want so bad to retaliate. I want so bad. You know, the situations that I get poked in, Oh yeah. you know, the things that go on. Same. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a, you know, shit show trying to sit back and always trying to keep be the good person, be the right person, do the right thing. But at the same time, my life is perfect and amazing and I love everything about Mm -hmm. it and I wouldn't change anything for the world. Matter of fact, you have to love every bit of your life or at least accept everything that happened to you in life fully in order to say that you love yourself right now. Mm -hmm. In order to say you love yourself right now is the only way you can actually come to peace with yourself right now. So if you can't accept all the things that have happened to you in your life, and be grateful for them and you are incapable of having peace in your life right now because you're always going to be held down by whatever that one thing is you can't find yeah. peace with yeah which so is a hard pill to, to swallow for a lot of people it can be and also <laughs> it can be something that, but again uh, you can't get there from there so exactly. you have it's to be ready day, to take the pill the blue process. one or the red one <laughs> that's right and there's and it happens all day every day so it's not a one-time deal you know that's where Staying on the right track, having a mentor, having a coach, having someone that teaches you. Hugely important. That's the thing because it's, um, you know, I sought teachers. I have so many um, and I was really lucky. And I honestly have learned more teaching you and other students of mine than I learned from my teachers. Because working with people that are learning from you is really they're the one that's teaching you. You only learn when you listen. And when you open your mouth, you're not listening. So... If you're talking, you're not learning. Oh, yeah. Observe, ask questions. Talk, ask questions. Yep. But then listen. Listen. Listen, listen, listen. people are in such a hurry, like I said, or they have some emotion that's taken over that moment that they're letting dictate all logic and reason Mm -hmm. with that emotion. And because of that, that bullshit emotion, I should write a book called Emotions Are Bullshit. I'll write it down. I'll write it down. Write it down. Let's put that down on paper. Emotions are bullshit. Pen is out. I can see the reviews already. Hey, it would probably be a bestseller just because of the title. But it's a freaking great title and it's a great book because they are bullshit. They get in the way of all logic and reason. But when you learn how to master your emotions, then you learn how to be in charge of your logic and reason yeah. which wow imagine yeah. that and it doesn't mean you're emotionless it means you're full of emotion and understand them that's the difference it's like a rainbow of emotion and it's beautiful it's glorious it's all these things otherwise if you don't it's this gray cloudy ugly sky well think about it the person that feels all their emotions and learns to direct them and keep them under control is the one who gets to truly experience those emotions the people who are avoiding yeah. those emotions or taking them all in at one time 
are never really enjoying those emotions. Mm -hmm. And so they're always trying to block the emotions away oh, yeah. because they can't categorize them and enjoy them oh. or receive them properly. And so because of that, it's just a freaking kaleidoscope of shit oh, coming in from everywhere. Totally me for 30 freaking years of my life. And now I, I really do. I enjoy sadness and I'm okay with it. Like it's really, it's just, it's welcoming. It's okay. I'm human here. This makes me sad. It's okay. I'm compassionate. I find, you know, something in this or, you know, this does make me angry. I'm going to walk away from that and be okay with walking away from it. Doesn't yes. mean it's, 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 you know, again, it doesn't mean that it, you're doing it forever, but you can feel like not right now. <laughs> There's been many of people that I've had in my life, as you know, lately over the past few years that I've had to go to and say, Hey, I don't think we're meant to be friends. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not saying it in a bad way. I just, some people aren't going to be friends with other people. We grow apart. And well, or you just aren't compatible people for each other. Yeah. And that's something that's okay. You're yeah. not going to be compatible with everybody on earth. Yeah, exactly. Especially as you evolve. Oh, Cause you could have been, I mean, I don't want to say you're faking it, but as we're learning who we are, as we're growing up, as we're going through our lives, at one point you might've been compatible, but deep down, were you really? And that's what you've had to do. And it's, you know, we've all, you know, eventually get to that point, but, uh, but it is hard to, to do that, but it's also kind of a relief. It's kind of a weight off your shoulders and not in a bad way. 100% relieves so much stress, so much tension in your life, which, uh -huh. you know, is the biggest thing in the world because everybody right now is so stressed out, anxiety, etc. Way too much anxiety Depression, in this world. Which I've had all those. I've suffered from every single one. Uh-huh. And diagnosed with everything. You know, have bipolar you, disorder. You got the alphabet. I got about half of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's all right because I accept all those things about myself. I'm aware of them now. I don't let them dictate or control my life. And I don't let them tell me that I can't do something. And that's the thing. It's, it's, they are a part of you and it. It doesn't mean that's who you are, though. You acknowledge them. And you say, hey, I know you're there. Nice to see you. I'm going to go this way. Or you can come along for the ride. I got you. I know what's going to happen here. But you don't let them become your personality. You don't let it become, you know, your whole your whole shtick. Yeah, you're still you. Yeah, exactly. Don't dictate. Yeah, don't let those emotions dictate your actions. You just can't run around reacting emotionally. You're never going to do anything right. Everything's always going to be wrong, and it's always going to fall apart because... Every emotional reaction is going to end badly. It wasn't done with any logic or reason. Exactly. Emotional reactions come fast. You know, you got to be able to have a clear brain. It's not thought out. Yeah, exactly. Clear brain. Mm -hmm. Slow it down. See what's happening around you. Man, I've had so many people I've met and had in my life that you were so impactful and influential. Had a super storied life. Yeah, <laughs> to very say the least. Life. That's a good way to put it. My life is very storied. But I mean, like, what was your turning point where you're like, I'm just, I just don't want to be, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to be this person because the Chris Pace you are today is not the Chris Pace you were 10, 15 years ago. Not even close. No, and it's, it's just you evolved. And so what was that one point for you where you were like, was it like something that evolved over time where you kind of was in the back of your head and you're like, Oh yeah, I'm not feeling great about this decision, but fuck it. I'm, this is me. And then a finally one day was it, or was it just one of those things where you're like snap of the fingers, I'm done. So you take know, us back a little bit. I think long answer is it was progressive. I think the short answer to it is that 
at some point I had to decide whether or not I was going to allow everything in life that happened to me to keep me from going and doing what I wanted to do. And it became that simple to me. I stopped one day and was so tired of everything just not working out. Everything was always going against me. It was always something that I was out of my control, but it seemed to always have its a negative effect. And I realized now that I was drawing all that into my life because that's exactly what I was putting out there. And so it was impossible for me to have a healthy and happy life while I was out there fishing with negativity. And so, you know, I, I, I had to adjust my way of thinking first, which again, that was a progressive thing that I started practicing through a number of different disciplines, but ultimately finding a way to gain control of my emotions and learn that those emotions were valid, that they were something that I was feeling, but that I did not have to make my decisions about life under the influence of those emotions. And so as I picked that day, I couldn't tell you an exact moment where it all changed, but I can tell you that I stopped making excuses for myself and I started making a life for myself. And that became the day that everything changed. Now, that was not the day that I became me today. That was the day that started the journey of becoming who I am going to become in my life. But it was a long time ago, and it's been a very rocky and rough and not perfect journey. (laughs) The journeys are so ugly, but at the same point in time, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Give me the journey over the destination any day. Because the destination doesn't actually exist. There is no destination. There is no destination. We're not going anywhere. No, this is just a this We're is a here. fun ride. We're if you really here. take a step back, this is a fun ride. Somebody once told me you're not practicing, Michael Fuller. I think you're not practicing for the big game. You're, you're in already it. in it. You're halfway through it. Yeah. But people think that they're practicing to play this big game. Ooh, that like <laughs> chills. Yeah, you're already halfway through the big game. Yeah. So it's almost over and you don't even know you're in it. Uh-huh. And it's like those types of things, those types of realities that set in made me to realize that I needed to shift my perspective. Is it all it was was a shift of perspective? I, I say that and it sounds so easy, right? Buy Chris Pace audio tapes and I'll help you shift your perspective. No, it's hard. Yeah, anybody can say that. Everybody can say that. The problem is, is that you need somebody who can continuously live a positive perspective in yes. your life that you can plug into which is something that I admire about you because you did this 100%, was you recognized something that you wanted to learn and become more like, and you dedicated yourself to that. Oh, yeah. And that's the most brilliant thing you could possibly do. Which is which is very funny for me, and not funny, haha, but interesting funny, because that's always something that I've done. Like, And you know, you know about my childhood and, and how I grew up and whatnot. So a lot of it was very fear-based because that's, you know, how I was taught to be. And then uh, at the same point in time, I would still figure out ways to do things that I wanted to do. And it was small stuff along the way. Cause you know, you're a kid and you're still growing up, but, but even, even then when I, you know, decided I'm like, I want to, I want to change. I want to learn. I want to grow. And just to make that, like, there was just no doubt in my mind. Like I was just ready. I was, it was, things were lining up universally and in my life. And it was just, okay, this is it. This is, I'm going to just take this path. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think twice. Okay, there might have been like half a thought, but <laughs> but for the most part, there wasn't really any why would I want to do this? It was no, this is this feels right. This is what I want. And I just did it. Yep. Well, you're doing it every day. Yeah. And every day it's a journey and every day it's a, another experience, right? I what do I always say? Siempre algo, right? Siempre algo. Well, it's always something. <laughs> it's just life is a series See? of somethings. 
enjoy and the journey. If you learn that and you realize that and you just accept that this something right here is what I'm going through right now, which at this particular moment, this particular something is beautiful, peaceful, serene, relaxing, out on the beach, watching the waves and the people, surf, sand, salt. It's gorgeous. Yeah. But hey, when I drive away from the beach, the next something that I have to go through may not be as perfect. But I understand that and I appreciate this one. Exactly. And then when I get to the next one, I'll deal with that motion, emotion that comes on from that one. Yeah. And then I'm going to process that and then I'm going to go on to the next something. Mm -hmm. But you can't rush through some things. You got to live in the moment. You have to try to do your best to, which is, again, one of the very difficult things to do these days. But living in the moment, it's it's hard. And I know I that's still something I'm definitely working on. You've helped me a lot with it. But, you know, I used to be one of those people where if I had an appointment at three o'clock, well, I couldn't do anything all day because I had to make sure I got to get to the appointment, you know, <laughs> those weirdos. But now, obviously, I'm like, oh, no, no, it's fine. But it seems silly to say, but it really was like that was, you know, part of my anxieties and, and not being able to live in the moment, just being fearful of missing something or not being perfect or, or not following through. And it's just, I didn't have the self-trust to know that, no, I'm fine. I know what I'm doing. I can handle myself. I can take care of this. I can live my life. I can do these things. Well, that's the ultimate uh, irony to me too, is that so few people in life know someone who's always going to be in a good mood, always going to be happy. And I have it happen a lot, you know, with the yoga studio. Yeah. Clients come in, yogis come in, and I'll ask them, hey, how many of you guys, when you walked in here and I said, hey, it's good to see you, and, mm. you know, hey, beautiful, whatever it is, is the first time that someone said something nice to you all day. And the whole room raised their hand. And I'm thinking to myself, all day at 6 o'clock at night, and they've not had one person say yeah. anything kind to them all day. And that's so amazing to me that there's not, more people just coming into people's lives. Uh, my, my Gabriel tells me that, you know, when I interact with people, he says, daddy, they leave conversations with you mm-hmm. happier than when they came into them. And I never thought about that, but what a great compliment to give to someone is to tell them that I make people genuinely happier just by interacting with them. Yeah. But it's it because I take the time to truly interact with people. I don't, mm-hmm you know, dismiss them. I'm not, yeah, you you know, I'm paying attention. I'm not yeah. out to lunch and we've lost that connection with so many people, but I'm genuinely interested in what's going to happen. So that's why I'm interested yeah. because I want to see what you're going to tell me. Yeah, what I'm going to learn. Know. So well, yeah, exactly. What am I going to learn from you? I always learn so much from talking to people and asking those questions and listening to their stories. Everybody has a story. Exactly. Everybody has a lesson. We can all learn. Oh, yeah. There's always it. something. That's why one of the things that I, got into the habit of, I mean, because I cared, but also because it was cool for me to see what's going on in my students' life when, when I was teaching yoga classes all the time, every day. Hey guys, so what'd you do today? Are we celebrating anything? Like big, small, whatever it was. And you learned so much from your students and just chit-chatting with them before class about the things going on in their lives and what they wanted to work on that day and who they needed to be in that moment or who they needed to support them in that moment. And I think that's something that you do incredibly well is you have that, that optimism, but also very realistic. You're not going to sugarcoat it for somebody, but you are going to understand how they need to hear something. Well, I think that's the trick to being a teacher 
uh, effectively is learning how to communicate with someone without offending them. And that's not easy no. to do because we say the wrong thing all the time. And getting to a point where you say the wrong thing less <laughs> the time is is a big accomplishment because we're really good at not at putting our foot in our mouth, you know? Yeah. And that is something that some people believe they can never overcome. No. But I think that, again, when you find a way to not let other people's emotions or your own emotions dictate the way that you handle yourself or, or behave mm-hmm. or act, then I think you can kind of learn to to control situations where, you know, we're going to talk, but it's going to be at my pace, on my tone, on my frequency, on my energy level, which is always going to be healthy because that's my promise to people yeah. is that I'll always bring you my best me. May not be the best for you that day, but I'll be the best me I can be that day. Exactly. The best you can be. And it comes from a place of a good intention, like a truly good intention. Because, I mean, you have people that will say, oh, it came from a good spot. But really, if you took a step back and thought about it, did it truly come from the best place that you could muster up in that moment? Because you're human and, you know, chances are highly likely that it might not have come across that way. Nope. And also it's a uh, authenticity is, is the key to it all. Uh-huh. And uh and the more authentic you can be, the better off your life is gonna be. But also the better off you're gonna have better interactions you're gonna have with everyone else. You're going to authentically care about that person. Yes. When you're deciding what to say, how to talk to them, what to do. And if you can set your own desires aside and simply just treat them as you would treat your sister, your brother, yeah. someone that you love and care about and would never harm or hurt then you're going to have such amazing interactions with people that it starts to fuel you back. And so I joke that I don't meet any sad people during the day because by the end of the day, everybody who's been around me has been in a good mood. Because I have the flip the script type (laughs) attitude, right? Like I don't hold on to things. I let everything just kind of... Perspective. I'm like a... A ninja, uh, kind of <laughs> dodge negativity, ninja. yeah, emotional <laughs> neg- ninja, and uh, and it's not easy. I mean, there's a lot of people that just are not good people, or they just don't understand how their behaving is bad, and so they're still hurting you, but you can't let that affect you. You still have to just simply let it go, face it, process it, put it down, yeah, walk away. and recognize where it's coming from. It's not coming from you. No, it's not. That's the thing. It's like somebody that you know that can totally be them normal self, but be completely offensive the entire time that they are being their normal self. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yep. And it's impossible for them to say or do anything that is not going to be offensive. Impossible. And I I meet these people and I'm beside myself. I know. Because it's, it's, it's always like jaw drop. of me. And I just don't, I just simply lock up and kind of get confused as to what. Right. It's just an energy where do you drain. Start? <laughs> you, know? you can't figure them out. Well, you can figure them out, but you're just like, why? I don't, there's just so much drain here. The battery's real low. Things are getting dark. <laughs> it's definitely it's difficult. Don't it's like where this is going. It's a lot of work to do what I do and to be what I want to be and to, to train and practice and live the way that I live. But I've seen, as you've seen with me, so many people come and go into my life that have been positively affected oh, yeah. and have said awesome things about 
things that have happened in their life simply because of something I said or did. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, if I can help one person in the world, it's worth it. That's always the goal. So I've always ever said that, too. What else am I going to do with my time if not help people? Yeah. I, I seem to have found a nice little groove on how to get life manageable, you know, situational. Manageable is a good um, word. Not, yeah, it's a practice, but, you know, I'm further along than most people, and I've I've somewhat mastered the art of being calm. Yeah. And they say calm is a superpower, and I believe that, because when you can stay calm all the time, you're really in control of yourself, which people find really appealing and attractive. Oh, yeah. Which is... Well, that's one of the things I've always admired about you, and now that I'm finally able to start doing that... You know, it's, it's, it feels so good. <laughs> like I can't even describe it, but it really does. It feels like just evolved. It just feels very evolved. It feels very good. Even if the situation isn't that great, but just being able to keep that calm mindset, really be in the moment, know what's going on, being able to read the situation. One day at a time, one moment at a time. Yeah. A lot of times people ask me, how long do you keep someone unhealthy in your life? And the, uh, the answer is not an easy answer. I think you have to decide for yourself what you really consider unacceptable and then what you consider unhealthy. That's fair. Because you're allowed to have people in your life that are unhealthy. Unacceptable, I don't think, is an option. And so I yeah. believe that, you know, we are the collective sum of the five closest people in our life. 100%. Whether we like it or not. Yes. So you have to be trading people out to improve that group of five always. And as you swap people out, you obviously have more friends uh, and you also have more people, you know, but having those five can be really, really amazing, reliable count on people um, is a very successful thing to do in life. But in the same time, holding space for people who need space, who can support who are, yeah, I mean, they need support, whether they take it or not, unhealthy, but they're not unacceptable. Yeah. And that's really the difference is because if you, if they've gone so far, it's like if you're Charles Manson's mother. Oh yeah. Do you consider yourself a bad person? (laughs) No. Did you raise that child that way or is that just the way it works? Right. And so it's a, I think you have to figure that out, but also you're obviously not going to wait till that level. No, I should hope not. Before you find somebody unacceptable. So if somebody's unhealthy, and then all of a sudden they do something that's unacceptable. It's usually a good time to go ahead and move on and get them out of your life because that's that means that now you've gone into that other realm, right? It's yeah. Like going from a D to an F. Yeah, and you got to honor yourself at the end of the day. Well, it's up to you how you spend your time. Oh yeah, exactly. So if you're gonna spend it with people, why not spend it with people that are make you feel better about yeah. yourself? Honor your energy. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's really the name of the game is, uh, is getting closer to more people that feel make you feel good. And there's a lot of them out there. They're just all spread out and separated and trying to bring people together is is complicated these days because the vision that's being created by all the labels has caused so much separation and i've never seen anything like it it's crazy to watch primate right come separated from itself completely it's hard to wrap your brain around it's really tough really tough we're just slightly different than a monkey (laughs) we (laughs) have found a way to separate ourselves from all other monkeys in ways that I can't even imagine. Yeah. yeah. You know? We can divide ourselves and divide ourselves and divide ourselves. And now all of a sudden we're just a fraction of a human. And sounds, that just doesn't seem right. Yes. Yeah, it sounds so apocalyptic. And it's the world we live in. Yep. That it is. Unfortunately, there's a, uh, apparently a lot more to go. So we got lots of years ahead of us.
Yeah, the world that we live in has been dividing us into as many different pieces as they can possibly divide us into. We all begin and start out as this universal, infinite light and being living in a physical body. That. that right there unites us, unites all of us. It's all of us are exactly the same because we're all an infinite light and a physical body. And the moment that we start to break ourselves apart, the moment that we start to divide ourselves up by woman, man, anything outside of the word human, white, black, Asian, female, male, and so on and so forth, we begin to create categories. And those categories begin to weaken us as a unified body mm -hmm. of light. And that unified body of energy is capable of anything and everything. And that's why we've progressed so fast and so far over the past couple hundred years. However, if we keep dividing ourselves and separating ourselves from each other, it's going to weaken us as an entire population and as a entire species on this earth and we will see repercussions from that mm -hmm. and so i think it's important that we get back to unifying let's take down the labels let go of the titles let go of the names stop believing that these are who you are because they aren't you're selling yourself short you're an infinite being who is designed in perfection living on a rock that's flying through space right now at millions of miles an hour that just happened to land the right distance from the sun, spin at the right pace with the right <laughs> distance from the moon to create an atmosphere that allows us to take a breath and be alive. Oh, glorious breath. And when you look at that and you think to yourself, wow, the odds of us existing today are like one in 700 trillion, which that's like winning the lottery 10 times in a row. Wouldn't that be nice though? It would be nice to win the lottery. One <laughs> no, time in a row would be right, great. One time would be but great. But I do feel like that we've won something much bigger. Oh, yeah. We've won a chance to live this life. So we need to live it. We need to stop being afraid. We need to get into this and we need to do, do our it. absolute best yeah. to be unified. And we're a collective consciousness. And yes, we are unique in the fact that we manifest and create our own realities. But at the end of the day, we are a collective consciousness and we are learning and growing with each other. And we have to do that together in order to make the world, the universe, the most amazing place that it can be. Yes, it is. And I think that's what's really cool about that too, is when you break it down and you again, have this collective consciousness, well, you only have those few people that actually want to say things in this society that we're in right now not a lot of people want to come out and say things you fortunately chris do which is awesome but what fueled you to realize that you want to start communicating on this deeper level through this podcast how did how did that work for you i think it's kind of just become the nature of who i am what i'm about so i've been doing that now on a bigger and bigger and bigger scale every single year the past 45 years there's a large portion of the time where i wasn't ready to talk about any of what i had done or where i had been or what i had gone through but at this point in my life i've gotten to a point where i think it's time to share some of the experiences that i've had and some of the really cool situations that i've been through the amazing people that have helped to shape my life, to give me so many opportunities and the people that have been there for me. Every conversation that I've had with anyone that I've come in contact with over the past few years has been the same. They say to me that they feel better about themselves after talking with me, that my energy, just being in my presence, brings them calm, brings them to a place of peace. After having so many people ask me to record 
my yin classes, what I talk about and asking me to record and record and record that people wanted to know what I was saying and record what I was saying. Finally, I gave in and decided that it was time for me to start recording what I've been saying. Now, the funny thing about all of this is, is that a lot of times I don't even know what I'm saying. As you know, I suffered a traumatic <laughs> brain injury, and I do believe that a lot of the things going on in my mind are a product of my damaged brain, which is actually I'm using for better. Because I had to simplify my life down to one day at a time, because it was all that I could handle, mm -hmm. processing with the head injury, it's taught me how to live one day at a time, Living in the moment. which is the secret to life. Agreed. So the more present we can become, the happier we are easier life is the more peaceful life is which ironically is what my last name means in italian pace <laughs> is the word peace in italian uh the more that i can offer that to people and offer something that might help one person out there the more i'm going to do that so i've given in to my clients to the people who have asked over the years oh, and yeah. to you we had this finally just so you guys know the point we're not perfect and we had a whole conversation when we brought this whole podcast up of having to get over our own fear of putting ourselves out there and being judged or criticized or whatever the case is for having our own opinions. But we kind of decided, fuck it. And we're like, this is, this is who we are. This is what we believe. And we're not spreading a bad word. We just want to help people. So we're getting over ourselves too here. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not perfect. We're definitely not going to say everything perfect. And I fully expect there to be trolls and haters and people that want to knock the podcast. And that's fine. Um, you know, everyone has the right to do what they feel is best. We know our truth and, and that we uh, want to help and love those, everybody. Those of you who don't want to make it into something negative, those of you who are looking for someone positive that can make your life a little easier, less stressful, uh, a little more peaceful, you know, tune in. A little more to what pace. we have to say. Just a little I more pace. I promise every time that we're done <laughs> with every podcast that you will be more calm and have some words of wisdom to take back to life. We call that paceful. Paceful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think that we have hit our limit for today. Thank you for tuning in. Just wanted to give you guys a quick thank you for joining us on the first episode. We hope you'll join us next week. Every Tuesday, we'll be dropping a new episode. You can also check out some behind the scenes on my Instagram page at Christopher Pace, K-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-P-A-C-E at Christopher Pace. So follow and uh, we'll see you soon. So long for now, guys. <laughs> <laughs>